today on the podcast we've got a slightly shorter episode for you and it's one we've been working on for well in reality I've been working on for around about 10 years and it's my top three bits of advice when choosing a dog's diet and it might not be relevant for you at all um, and you might think that's fine my, my dog's diet is absolutely fine but where it will be relevant is for someone you know um, I know that because the amount of people who are having issues with their dog's diet who potentially aren't seeking advice or aren't trying something new to try and fix it. Um, and that's what this podcast, this particular episode is for. Uh, so please do share it. If you listen to the podcast, please share it with someone you know, share it on your social networks, all that sort of stuff. Because I really think the advice will help a lot of people, will help a lot of dogs. So yeah, have a listen, see what you think. Number one is there is no right way to feed a dog. Now you might be slightly confused by that. um, And when I say that, it can confuse a lot of people. The interesting thing, there is a wrong way to feed a dog. Um, and we've seen lots of examples of that. Now, that can be some feeding them something that is completely inappropriate. Um, so feeding them just human food, for example, or food that is very, very high in things that, that don't actually technically work for a dog. High in salt, for example, would be a, be a good example. But... It doesn't mean there is a a right way to feed a dog. Every single dog is different. We've seen dogs from the same litter where the parents of the dog aren't actually able to feed all the same food to to that litter. Some will thrive on on dry, some will thrive on raw, etc. And when you think about it, it's it's not entirely surprising. Um, You and I probably don't eat exactly the same diet, but we've found over the years a diet that works for us. We potentially could could eat better, and I think we're all in that boat. But we've actually hit a balance, and it's a diet that works for us. And if it didn't suit us, we'd either, in serious cases, we'd go to the doctor, or we'd just play around with it. Um, you hear of lots of friends, and maybe you've done it yourself, decided to, to knock out dairy and they felt better, for example. Or they decided to, to eat um, a lower meat diet and they felt better adding some some vegetables or fruit or something like that. And it's the same with a dog. Um, Anyone that goes, and I always say to this, if you go into a shop and they say, I've got the perfect diet for your dog, but they've got no experience of what your dog's had before. They don't know what you've been feeding, um, but they have this perfect food for your dog and they guarantee this is the one will work. And I always have problems with brands that actually say, This is the food that is the best for a dog. Um, Now, I understand their marketing. That's what they're meant to do, their businesses. And and every business does the same. And, of course, we we shout that we're we're the best around. Um, uh, But the reality is no one can pick a dog food and say, with any guarantee, this is going to work for your dog. You just have to try it. And where it's harder for a dog than it is for a person is that they can't tell you they don't like it. They can't tell you that it's given them a bellyache to begin with. You just have to, over time, work that out. So I guess the question you'd be asking is, um, what ways are there to feed a dog? Um, Now, if if you've never gone into getting a dog or never looked at dog food, the moment you step into any pet shop, even a very, very small pet shop, you will suddenly be inundated with a huge array of different foods out there. 
But let's, let's break this down to the types there are. So there's dry food, sometimes known as kibble. Um, in fact, technically is known as kibble. Uh, the industry will often call it kibble. Uh, people will call it dry food. They will call it biscuit. And the majority on the market these days are complete. Uh, the word complete basically means, and you get that across all types of dog food, it means that it's got enough nutrition in there to sustain the health of a healthy dog. Um, so something that you can give as a standalone product that will be enough nutrition for your dog to live. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to thrive and it doesn't mean it's going to suit them. But nutritionally, it hits all the levels we need it to hit to maintain um, the dog's weight, to maintain their health. Uh, so that's what complete means. And you see that written on loads and loads of dog foods. And the majority of dog foods are complete those days. So, so that's dry biscuit or kibble. Then there's wet food. Now, wet food can come in tins, it can come in trays, it can come in various different forms. Pouches is another one. And wet food isn't as popular as it used to be, um, although there's still a huge amount out there. But it's your cans um, uh, that you'll, you'll know, you'll see down the supermarket, you'll see down the pet shop and stuff like that. Then there's raw food. Raw food has been around for a very, very long time. But as far as its popularity, probably we've been doing it for 10 years. So I would have said it's got particularly popular the last five years. Raw food will come from a freezer. Um, you'll generally only get it at a specialist pet shop. In fact, I'd recommend you do go to a specialist pet shop to get it so raw food comes in complete and it comes in in complementary complementary would be just beef chunks for example or something that's standalone just the meat or or just the vegetables or something like that that would be complementary the complete again would be enough nutrition for the dog uh, to have generally speaking with raw food or all the time with raw food what you do is you defrost it and then you feed the appropriate amount um, so they're the, the three main ways. There is a side way as well, and that would be sort of home-cooked, homemade. There's lots of people that do homemade dog food out there. It's something we we have our reservations about, um, mainly because we've seen people come in where the dog has, has really suffered by having a, a home-cooked meal. But if you get it right, nothing wrong with it. There's no reason you couldn't do a home-cooked food Um the reality is you just have to get the nutrition right. If you get the nutrition right, I mean, we cook for ourselves, don't we? But where it's slightly harder for a dog is, again, they can't tell you how they feel. They can't tell you what's working. Um, so the home cooks, I think, if that's something you're going for, get advice. You can give us a call. And when I say home cooked, it doesn't have to be home cooked. It can be homemade. It doesn't necessarily have to be cooked. Um, but the homemade food... We're not, if, if I'm completely honest, we're not massive fans of, but if it's working for you, it's working for you. That's great. Um, no issue with it if it's working for you. We just don't tend to advise, especially new owners, to go for a home-cooked food. Number two is you know more than you know you know, which isn't a particularly easy sentence to say. And bizarrely enough, you put a microphone in front of someone, it makes it much harder. So what I mean by that is that when people come into the shop... Very often they will they are armed with the answer. Um, they might not necessarily know all the technical side behind what they should feed their dog. And, and lots of times they don't know the answer. They're just looking for a little bit of help. But when it comes to the basics of feeding a dog, you'd be surprised how much you know instinctively. And 
you know your dog better than almost anyone. And I think if you take a step back and and look at the issue you've got, let's let's say for example your dog is is overweight. Now, unless there's an underlying issue there, the reality is your dog will be getting just too many calories over a period of time, or not enough exercise, or or one of the two. But unfortunately, there's no there's no massive shortcut to to weight loss. You just need less calories over a period of time, and the dog will lose weight. Or you need the dog to burn off more calories than they are getting in a day, and the dog will lose weight. It's the same for people. Um, it's very easy to. Uh, especially when, when it comes to people to sell all these programs and bits and pieces uh, that are magnificent uh, weight loss programs. But the reality is it's generally speaking just just less calories and, and more exercise. And it's the same is true for dogs. And I think if you take a take a look at what you're doing, if you have got an overweight dog, you, you'll know almost exactly what to do about it. Now we've built a business um, and we're very, very happy, very, very lucky that people come to us from a long way away and phone us up from even further away, uh, contact us uh, about helping out with their dog. And, and that's exactly what we're here for, especially when it comes to nutritional things. We're more than happy to help and that's, that's what we do. That's what we love. But you do know more than you think. And when you're down the park and you're being told, you should try this, you should try that, or you're on a Facebook group and saying, this is what you should feed, this is what you should do. Unfortunately, the majority of those people are working off the knowledge of one, two dogs. Not always, obviously, and there's some fantastic advice out there. But I'm I'm a big fan of taking little bits of advice from lots of places and, and building up a, a knowledge bank, if you like. I can't think of a better way to put it. But all too often we get people coming and saying, I was, in fact, we get loads and loads of people We've got parked just around the corner from us. Um, loads and loads of people that come in because they've seen a sign and they've just been down the park and they've been told to feed such and such a dog food because that's the best. Uh, as I said before, there isn't a, a right way to feed a dog. Maybe take that advice with a pinch of salt and maybe don't always rely on that advice and actually just think actually what do I think and I think you'll be surprised again you know more than you know you know uh, which is not a sentence I ever want to say again and the third one is uh, to a certain extent a little bit contentious um, and there'll be loads of people out there who don't necessarily agree with me but over the years we've we've found that dogs really do thrive on meat now when I say meat I don't necessarily mean raw meat um, it doesn't have to be raw meat it can be cooked meat, it can be meat in the form of wet food, it can be meat in the form of dry food. Um, and often uh, we don't think of dry biscuit having lots of meat in it, but um, when you're talking about specialist or, or premium quality dog food, it does. And we've found that when a dog moves from a lower meat food up to a higher meat food, then generally speaking, they do so much better. There are exceptions, of course there's exceptions. It doesn't suit every single dog. Um, but there's foods out there, unfortunately, that are 4% meat, 5% meat, 6% meat. And in our view, that's just not enough. Um, so you can go a lot of a long, long way to doing a better job of the nutrition for your dog by feeding something that has more meat in it. Now, there's an interesting thing that happens as you add meat in it. Let's say you move to a 50% meat product where you are feeding... 10%. You get the benefits of the added meat. 
the dog does better because of that. But there's something else that happens as well. You've got a 40% difference there, which means there's 40% less filler in there. Just because there has to be a percentage always has to go to 100. Um, so you've got 40% less filler in it just by doing that. And I think the meat makes a big difference, definitely. But the reduction of filler makes a big difference as well. So if you can do one thing, just one thing to change your your dog's diet for the better, increasing the meat is is the best thing I think you can do if you can do one thing. Plus, it's probably the easiest thing you can do. It doesn't matter where you go. You get a bag of dog food. So take a look at the one you've got at home. Turn the pack around. Have a look in the ingredients, and it will give you the amount of meat in there. Um, it will be could be lots of different meats. It could be chicken in there. It could be beef in there, all sorts of stuff. But it should give you the amount in there. If it doesn't give a percentage in there, um, the ingredients have to be listed in the order of how much is in there. So the first ingredient listed will be the highest, etc., etc. But generally speaking, the better dog foods will give a percentage. Look how much meat's in there. If it's 50, 60% meat, uh, you're probably feeding a good food. Um, but if it is 4%, if it is lower than that, or 10, 15%, and you are having issues with your, your dog's diet, then go to the pet shop, go to anywhere effectively that sells good quality dog food. Don't even have to speak to anyone. Have a look at the packets, turn them around, see what the percentage is there, and have a guess on what one's going to work for your dog. Don't buy a massive bag. If they do samples, that's great, but don't do a massive bag um, and go for a small bag to begin with. You don't know it's going to work for your dog. I always say to people um, when I'm talking to them in the shop, it's a bit like me taking you out for dinner and going, right, I'm going to pick exactly what you like and are going to love. You're going to like it. The reality is I'm, I might get it right 50% of the time. And a good good pet shop, and there's millions and millions of them around, will have experience in what works for the majority of dogs. But they won't know it works for your dog. So get a small bag to begin with and go from there. If it doesn't work, you don't see an improvement. Maybe that wasn't the the issue. Um, but it's well worth a try if you are looking to improve your dog's diet. So they're the, they're the top three, if you like. That I've got so many more things I've picked over the last 10 years of, of working in the dog, dog industry. But they're the top three, I think, that you'll find the most useful or your friends will find the most useful. Um, so please do share this. Um, I think it can make a massive difference to both the dog's life and actually the person's life um, because a dog that's miserable, a dog that's got diarrhea, a dog that's overweight, um, a dog that's just not feeling great isn't really the best thing to have around, is it? It's not going to be the happiest part of a household. So fixing that can make a, a world of difference. Um, and if you're out in the garden and your dog has got diarrhea, you'll know how annoying it is um, and how pretty much disgusting it is to have to pick up after them so fixing that can make the world of difference make a much happier household in general so have a look at these advice obviously we're always here to help that's that's what our business is is based off drop us a facebook message drop us an instagram message or or twitter and all the social medias or email give us a call all of that sort of stuff um that's what we're here for um and you can always ask. Um, there's no such thing as a stupid question. 
And if you think it's it's stupid, I guarantee we've already heard it, and it, it won't be stupid. Normally, they're the they're the best questions. Um, so yeah, get in contact, um, and we'll see you on the podcast again soon.